0: It's Tuesday, 15th of March, and it's time to get your grin on with the Greencast. here to discuss the world of gaming from the past week. With his ace, and joining me is Gozogos. goes. Uh, hello. <laughs> Bit light on the ground today, but nonetheless, we have some stuff to discuss. But as always, we'll talk about a game or two, or, you know, to fill time six, that we've been playing over the past week. Take us away, uh, picked up random, Gozogos.
1: Ah, shit. I played played some Red Dead Online, which is basically on multiplayer version, multiplayer mode of Red Dead Redemption 2. I I never played Red Dead Redemption before, so yeah, I got online version specifically because I don't care about cutscenes and dialogue and story. I just wanted the gameplay because it seems interesting, Wild West uh, Sandbox.
0: Yeah, and fair.
1: yeah and i i've been struggling with it so much like the controls in that game game are so so bad like i can't remember the last time where i fought fought with the controls so much like i'm, I'm pretty sh- quite often i'm sure that the game doesn't want you to control it <laughs> Like, it wants. Uh, please get the single player version and play cutscenes. Please do that. That's what the game is telling me. But I don't want to. I want to do the uh, Wild West stuff. The riding horses and shooting guns. But it wants me to play cutscenes. It's. It's pain. It's pain.
0: Well, I'll teach you for trying to play the game how you want to play it.
1: Yeah. I mean. They 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 made a multiplayer version you'd think they would want you to do like the Wild West sandbox stuff with other players and not just get the single player game or whatever. I don't know what I'm saying. N- not that I wasn't I didn't enjoy the game, I enjoyed it sometimes, but yeah, it's it's been so far it's been a lot of work.
0: Well, myself I've Finished everything to do in Forza Horizon 4. And when you finish the first game, the second game, third game, there's a final race to like prove you are the Horizon champion. And in, in the first game, there is a final race around the entire area, and then you have to race like the, the winner of the past, the previous year's uh, Horizon. So there's two final races. Um, but in for there isn't a final race because i've done everything uh, at least in the the spring and summer i've not reached a point where it's been autumn or winter that i've noticed and yeah there's there's just nothing more for me to do except the dlc the uh, lego and uh, stormy island i don't know one of them has a stormy island and so, so, next time I play it, I'll be going onto the island and then finishing my time with the game by doing the Lego stuff because that looked the most fun when my wife was playing it <laughs> a few months ago. I'm, I'm kind of let down by the fact that there's not a final race. I'm just used to uh, I've I've done the, the big one, uh, the three big races where you've got to race like absolute miles, it takes like 10, 15 minutes to finish. Uh-huh. So I've done th- those three. But uh, you, I, I think even five has a final race where you are like the champion, as well as these three or four super long 10, 15-minute tracks. But as I say, I'm going to keep playing it to do the d- DLC, so maybe it'll reach autumn and winter and I'll unlock more events that will unlock the final race. I don't know.
1: Uh- Go to game, Fox.
0: I, I should have done that, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. I know there's still barn finds for me to find. There, there was one in the winter season where you have to drive across a, froze, uh, a frozen lake. You can only drive across it in winter when it's frozen. All the other time, any other time of year, you start to drive towards this island that's in the middle of the lake and just sink and <laughs> reappear on the road.
1: It's one of those bond cars. Bond cars. To that
0: be fair, there are a couple of Aston Martins.
1: <laughs> or an Inspector Gadget car. That one can swim, right?
0: Oh, probably. It can do anything the writers wanted it to do.
1: I mean, I'm talking about the actual lore of Inspector Gadget here.
0: <laughs> Doing a deep lore dive on Inspector Gadget here at the Greencast.
1: If they're going to have. Gadget car, Inspector Gadget car, Inspector Gadget mobile, or whatever. It needs to have. They need to uh, retain the integrity of the original.
0: I don't really have a segue from that to the news. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Prince and Arturo and Nox wanted to ruin my segues, and you manage it all on your own.
1: Aww.
0: Um, I'll, get, I'll get more segues throughout the show. I'm I'm sure you can't you can't mess all of them up. Can
1: you? Go 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 gadget segway.
0: <laughs> Our first news story concerns Sony of Sony PlayStation fame. Eight women have come forward uh, alleging sexual harassment and discrimination at Sony Interactive Entertainment. Uh, that's well one former employee Emma Mario filed a lawsuit for gender discrimination and wrongful termination in November last year and uh, Sony tried to dismiss the complaint because there were a lack of specifics that prove widespread intentional discrimination so this week they got seven more former and current employees of PlayStation to come forward uh, with written statements Uh, with uh, supporting details of instances of sexism and uh, sexual harassment and all sorts of stuff that Ubisoft and Activision Blizzard are known for.
1: Which, which uh, how many weeks in a row now?
0: Uh, so we, we've had a few weeks of no news like this, so that's something. But then again, this has been ongoing since November, so <laughs> there are supporting emails, uh, including... Complaints about uh, inappropriate behaviour outside of work. Requesting one of the people who's come forward says that she requested a private lactation room for breastfeeding her twins and was told use a storage room and the storage room had a broken lock and it was next to the lobby of the building so anyone could have walked in. That's not great. Lots of women have wound up leaving company for... Uh, sexual discrimination, sexual harassment, not being able to earn a promotion, their ideas not being heard at meetings, and just general shitty behavior. It's not difficult to not sexually harass people; just don't do it.
1: Yeah, it feels like those uh, when you see. I, I'm, I'm starting to think about Star Trek, Star Trek, where you have like discrimination-themed episodes, and you have those people that just you can't get through to them, like they're comical. that That's what I'm thinking of, like is that actually real life in some places?
0: Yeah, you think, oh, this is played up because it's fiction, but seems, no, not really. That or these people have learned from watching episodes of Star Trek.
1: Ah shit, Star Trek ruined everything again.
0: <laughs> they took the wrong, le- they took the opposite lesson. Hmm, I could accept Commander Data, as a living being, or just call him a robot, yeah I'll call him a robot
1: yeah that that guy that wants to just uh, take him apart he has some good ideas right I like that guy
0: well, if you like taking things apart no that doesn't work as a segue <laughs> the new story we're going to talk about next is that Russia has reportedly legalized piracy of games, movies, and more in a response to sanctions set on Russia from, by Western countries because of the, as we've mentioned a couple of times, ongoing attack on Ukraine. Uh, according to, to local media in Russia, the government has announced that Russian companies have no obligation to pay patent holders for the use of intellectual property from any countries that have sanctioned the country. So, basically, if people in Russia want to watch the latest Hollywood movies, Russia is allowing them to pirate them via torrents and whatever. Uh, I I won't give you details on how to pirate things. (laughs) But yeah, that's that's not great because, well, if you are into... uh, If you are aware of the scene of piracy in video games, you'll know that Russia plays a big part of the scene. There's there's a number of Mm -hmm. notable crackers and and cracking teams that are in Russia and and that region of the world. So now they are not breaking the law by pirating stuff. Yeah, I
1: think this will lead to... Mass IP blocks, like more than before, just blocking Russian IPs. I guess
0: there's uh, some operas and and orchestral or, orchestral music, but there's not a lot of people who consume a lot of Russian media. But I, I suppose in some ways it's good that there's a number of that the number of serv- games as a service have increased over the years because well you need a constant internet connection to check that you own the game so they can't play those games so you're not going to see any any russians on uh, marvel's avengers (laughs) for instance
1: wasn't there some russians recently on, on marvel i don't keep up with that stuff
0: you mean black widow
1: oh she's russian
0: Yes, yeah, she's Russian, the the whole movie was about her and her Russian family.
1: Oh, oh, there was Captain Russia, wasn't there?
0: Sure.
1: <laughs> Played by the guy from Stranger Things.
0: I've not seen that.
1: Stranger Things or Black Widow? <laughs> Stranger Things. The, the, uh, so, some, something Harbour. I'm, I'm terrible
0: name. with names already. I'm, I'm. I'm terrible with names of people I know. I don't know any actors, musicians, any of that sort of thing. But while we're on the subject of Russia's attack on Ukraine last week, you'll probably remember us talking about the Bundle for Ukraine, which itch.io put out, where you could get almost a thousand items and that's gone up. That was 996, now it's 998. Well done there. For $10, a minimum of $10, it ends in just over two and a half days at time just under two and a half days at time of recording and you get games, comics, music tabletop RPGs and lots, as I said, nine hundred ninety-eight things that you can buy separately on itch.io for money. There's no uh, free stuff that's been in Uh, previous bundles for instance and the money will go uh, will be shared equally between international medical corps and voices for children the reason i bring this up is because the other day actually it might have been yesterday the person who was running the bundle announced that they had reached 5 million dollars but they could not set the goal any higher than $5 million. And then early, at some point today or last night, they uh, revealed that they'd managed to increase it from 5 to $6 million as the goal. It started off at $1 million, so yeah, it's it's almost at $5.5 million raised.
1: Yeah, that's, that's impressive.
0: And according to this, the top contribution is $9,000. Someone has paid $9,000 for this bundle.
1: Yeah. Nice. Nice.
0: That's uh, dragged the average up to 14 point, $14.30. That was probably a lot closer to $10 before that $9,000. <laughs> i will make sure to include, include a link to the bundle again in the uh, show notes, like I did last week, in case you want to pick this up. But as I say, it ends in about two days by the time you are listening to this. Which would be you heard me say it was the fifteenth today at the start of the show. So do do your own math. If it's Friday, you're too late. <laughs>
1: how how does it work if they uh, if they added more stuff and you already got the bundle?
0: You still get um you get access to everything that's added after the bundle started. Oh no, no matter when you uh, when you no matter when you bought it.
1: Oh, that's that's really convenient. I didn't know that.
0: Yes, uh, it's something that they they did last time, and they made sure to let people know that, yes, that still applies this time.
1: I just looked at the bundle, clicked a random game, and it's some uh, NES-style platformer, looks quality.
0: Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff. There's uh, Celeste, Cook, Serve, Delicious 2, uh, Skatebird, that's a fairly recent game, Bleed and Bleed 2, Arcade Spirits I recommended last week. Lots of visual novels platformers. There's, there's over. There's almost six hundred games. They these are DRM free, not Steam c- codes or, or codes to get them anyway. You just download them straight from Edge.io. Five hundred and seventy-seven games. Three hundred and seventeen physical games. So that's tabletop RPGs. Fifty-one game assets. There's nine soundtracks. Just it's it's a massive massive bundle. And you get it all for $10. It's a better value than Game Pass.
1: Yeah, it's like so far, everything looks looks good. Like, yeah.
0: No doubt there's one or two naff things in there, but there's 577 games. <laughs> they can't all be AAA quality.
1: Yeah, it's like, if. If you just want stuff to play, then like that will last the rest of your life, probably.
0: That's, you could play one a day for over a year.
1: I mean, let, let's, let's be honest. Once you start playing one of the Metroidvania titles, you play that for a week.
0: Well, I mentioned Game Pass a moment ago, and our final news story is about Metacritic's highest rated publisher list that they announced, that they released the other day, um, it shows that Microsoft had was the highest-rated publisher in 2021 with the largest average score ever. All that means is the average Metascore for Xbox Game Studios games was 87.4. And in the 12 years that this ranking has been run, nothing has averaged over 85. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the, in in second place was Sony with an average of eighty one point three. Third was Humble Games. Fourth, Activision Blizzard. I actually had to look up what games they'd released because t- Tony Hawk's One Plus Two Pro Skater did come out last year, and I completely I, I thought it was before.
1: I think Diablo Two uh, Remake Remaster did come out last year, did it?
0: Yes, and uh, the new Crash uh, Crash Four came out. Uh, Bethesda Softworks was number five. Capcom at number six. Bandai Namco at seven. Sega at eight. Nine was Electronic Arts, and ten was Five Hundred Five Games. You may notice I didn't say Nintendo. That's because Nintendo ranked fourteenth place. Well, wow. because uh, they. Uh, They released 18 games, but none of them were rated great, which means that they didn't get a 90 or above. So I I wanted to bring this up because Nintendo are terrible. (laughs) um, I've made no secret of my dislike of Nintendo's money-grubbing greed, but on the whole, they make pretty enjoyable games. But it seems 2021, not so much
1: it to me, it's a bit a bit uh, indicative of the like that uh, games that focus on the gameplay aren't as popular as they used to be. Like it needs to be big, cinematic stuff like that, and that's the most popular. So, so that that's that's how it seems to me. I might be wrong,
0: or it might be that Metroid Dread wasn't that good.
1: <laughs> I have no idea, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Should I play that?
0: Maybe I'll play that. I I thought it was interesting that uh, we we got this uh, information off of videogamechronicle.com, VGC, and they listed the the placing of each publisher last year. So Microsoft Xbox Game Studios was sixth last year, so they've gone up five spots by uh, releasing some pretty good games, including Forza Horizon 5, which multiple Game of the Year awards at GameGrimm.com. Oh, yeah, it did. Including best visuals, which you said it didn't deserve because it's not going to look as good next year.
1: I mean, if you look at the last year's graphics, it doesn't hold up anymore. It's a whole thing. I'm not really into realistic graphics because it's uh, boring.
0: That's fair. Everyone has their own uh, their own preferences. Uh, Sony has gone up as well. They were at fourth last year. But uh, Humble Games, as I said, they were at number three. They were at 18 last year. So they've released some really good games to have made such a leap. And uh, Bandai Namco were at seven, but th- last year they were at 38. And um, I think 2020 they released... Sword Art of online acceleration, whatever it is, <laughs> and uh, that was not not reviewed well, at least by us. But the oh sorry, no, go on. I, I was going to move the, on to our main topic, which is uh, I, I was going to ask uh, which publisher deserved deserved a higher place on Metacritic's list.
1: I mean, that's a hard question. What do you think?
0: I think Idea Factory deserved a higher place, but also it didn't, because while the games are fun, they never review very well.
1: I mean, it's like uh, Metacritic is an aggregator of uh, what people in general thought about things, and like, I don't feel like I can say which game which games should be rated better or worse, you know, because it's like takes they they look at everyone's what everyone thought and just give you the average.
0: Yes, that's what they do. Uh, I'm I'm surprised um well, actually looking into it, uh, Koch Media they scored they. Uh, got to 28th place they got to 23rd place last year Mm -hmm. and it it surprises me because Koch Media is an umbrella for Deep Silver, Milestone, Raven's Court so all of those publishers didn't release um, great games they just uh, they released 58 products 28 distinct titles and only 31 percent of them scored good
1: that's like uh european company right
0: a german yeah
1: yeah like i i think i might be wrong about that but i feel like european games don't don't really score very high like well, there, like there's some uh Again, if they don't there's not a lot of European made games I think that are very cinematic and whatnot.
0: Well Metro Exodus is pretty cinematic.
1: Is it? But it's first person.
0: Yes. (laughs) Things don't have to be widescreen to to be cinematic.
1: No, it needs to be like a movie, you know? It needs to be like you watch you watch a movie with actors acting. That's that's what a game needs to be high rated. Like God of War, uh, Uncharted, Last of Us. What else?
0: Forza Horizon Five, Psychonauts Two, Microsoft Flight Simulator, which were all rated great and are the reason that Microsoft's at the top of this list. Sure, and I mean
1: uh, I'm guessing here.
0: Clearly, <laughs> uh, let's see. the um, Team Seventeen were down at twenty six which uh, the previous year they were at 17, coincidentally. <laughs> and uh, last year they released Worms Rumble, which I don't know anyone who played it when released. I don't know anyone who's playing it currently.
1: I feel like I, I've seen a stream of someone playing it. But it might have been old Worms. Yeah.
0: I don't watch a lot of streamers. It's just no one I know is... I don't think anyone I know has ever played it. I'm I'm interested. I'm curious now. I'm I'm going to check.
1: I think they had. Is this is this the 2D one?
0: It's the the battle royale 32 person. Oh. It is a a side scrolling side on thing. And six friends own this game. None of them have any time logged in this game. (laughs) So it must have been on a bundle. Because if one of them had at least loaded up the game, they'd have zero point one hours going to Steam. But nope, not, they have them have it in their library. They have not previously played it. That's that's not great. No, I, I do find it interesting that um, that Capcom is the highest uh, Japanese publisher at number six. They're yeah. number they're number three last year. So it's it's a surprise that. Western games are absolutely beating down <laughs> the uh, Japanese games. Of course, not not in all cases. Ubisoft's down at 19 because uh, people didn't like Far Cry 6 or the Riders Republic.
1: I mean, uh, Capcom is, like, catching up to the, the trends. Like, they they do stuff that's... That will be popular with Western audience as well as the Japanese one. So it's I think it makes sense that they are still hanging on there. I I mean that like the re- recent Resident Evil games and the Devil May Cry five they use the f- face scanning de- technology and whatnot. Yeah and yeah those were pretty cinematic games too. <laughs>
0: You're really on this cinematic train today, aren't you? I mean, it's true. <laughs> well, maybe we'll add it to the main topic list and talk about it. <laughs> what makes a game more cinematic in uh, a future episode.
1: I mean, when I, when I say cinematic, I just mean that it, a lot of the time it just looks like a film, like there's no gameplay. It's just you're watching a scene from a film, basically. It's animated, so, but still.
0: So to make a good cinematic game, you need to make it a bad game game.
1: I mean, in, in many ways, that's, that's how it is, isn't it? Like, I just played that Red Dead online game. And like, honestly, controls are so bad. But those games are so loved. So it must be the cinematic stuff and the story and the dialogue and stuff like that and not the gameplay exclusively.
0: Perhaps. But uh, I think we've we've reached the end of this podcast. Thank you for joining me, Gors. Thank you. Uh, thank you for listening to the greencast, and better yet, thank you for subscribing wherever you found this episode. You can find more from us on GameGrim.com, finding us on social media or listening to the Pals Anime Lounge podcast. And until next time... Okay.